0: Welcome to Rhythm Routine and Reverence, the podcast that inspires parents and caregivers to craft and create a nourishing and nurturing home that supports the entire family, head, heart, and hands. Hi, I'm Megan Rose Wilson. I'm a parent educator and Waldorf early years teacher. But of all the roles I play, my role as homekeeper for our family of six is nearest and dearest to my heart. Today I'm going to share with you five things you might like to consider if and when you're creating digital guidelines for your home. If today's episode resonates with you and you want to dig deeper into this work, head to store.meganrosewilson.com to download your copy of my new e guide, Creating Digital Guidelines for the Whole Family. That's store.meganrosewilson.com to learn how to set up screen time routines, systems, and limits for both the children and the adults in your family, informed by the latest research and your own unique family constellation, lifestyles, and values. So five things to consider when creating digital guidelines for your family. And I'm sorry if my voice is a little bit lower than usual. I am just at the tail end of a cold. So bear with me. So the five things I will outline today are focused on screen time. How much screen time do you want to set aside for each family member each day? In the next episode, I will speak a little more about choosing quality content, what it is and why it's important. But for now, I just want you to grab a piece of paper and a pencil and start writing down answers as they come to you when I read out each question or prompt. If you don't have the answer at hand, you can come back to the questions. All of the sleep and screen recommendations by age are listed in my new e-guide, Creating Digital Guidelines for the Whole Family. It also has worksheets and further resources to help you if you prefer to follow a more structured and in-depth process than just what's in this podcast episode. You can grab a copy of the guide at store.meganrosewilson.com. But in the meantime, take that piece of paper and write down the names of each family member and leave some space below each name. Now the first thing I recommend looking to is the sleep recommendations for your child's age and make sure screens are not overtaking these important sleeping hours. The AAP also recommends that screens should not be kept in children's bedrooms uh, and also for adults, this applies to adults as well. We have a closet that all screens go into it at night. Um, that's actually in my partner and I's bedroom. And we have a lock on it, which I talk a little bit about in the guide. This recommendation, um, yeah, it applies to everyone in the family. Sleep is what I call one of the three foundations of rhythm, along with playtime and mealtime. So, if you have small children at home, you might also want to look at these other two pillars, the play and meal times to make sure that they are regular and that your children are getting enough of those um, really important kind of foundations to rhythm uh, before you start implementing or adding on a little bit of screen time for them. The next question is, what are the screen time recommendations for your children's ages? So, uh, I'm not going to go through them right now, but, uh, from birth till age two, the recommendation is zero. Then there's a smaller, um, recommendation from ages two to about five or six. And then there are very loose recommendations. There's actually not, um, an exact hourly, like hour per day recommendation for older ages. So (laughs) the, uh, AAP, the Academy American Academy of Pediatrics, has kind of left it to parents to decide. Um, and then the other thing to consider along with that question is how do the recommendations get split through the day? So, for example, if you do have a little one and the recommendation is half an hour a day, do you split that up into 15-minute segments? Are you um, including you know, time on app and time uh, watching a TV show, how does that kind of all add up at the end of the day? Now, the third question is what are media-free priorities for your family? So these would be aligned with your family culture um, or your family values. You know, for example, in our family, daily movement is really important. Maybe for you, it's sport, gymnastics, dance, walking, um, are Is daily movement uh, a, a strong priority or value in your family? What about school, after-school activities, clubs, art, music lessons? Uh, maybe it's for older children working uh, an after-school job or doing volunteer work. And then finally, you look at your other routines, your breakfast, your family dinner, rest time if you have little ones at home, um, reading every day before bed, you know, what are those routines, those daily routines that you have in your family that are very important to you? And then what time is left for screens on a daily basis? And where where is that little window of opportunity for um, using a device? The next question or prompt is, what are the unique needs and interests of each family member? And these might be, you know, well, they, they will naturally be changing as uh, uh, interests develop and children grow older. So uh, another thing to consider is if a child has special needs. Um, So for example, one of my children actually has a learning disability and technology such as access to voice to text or specialty reading apps and listening to audiobooks are all amazing tools for her on her learning journey. So she tends to get a little bit more screen time or tech time than her siblings do. Uh, my son is really into, um, stop motion videos and creating, uh, also just shooting videos. And so he spends a little bit more time, his, his quote unquote play time because he's much older, he's 15, uh, is a little bit more on a device. So I have to take that into consideration as well. The next question is, what are the exceptions to the rule? So I kind of, I just outlined a little bit of that in that last prompt, but you might allow a little more screen time when children are sick. You might allow a little more screen time on vacation, certainly uh, on airplanes. My children don't get a whole lot of screens. So when I put one on, they're like glued to it and there have been a few times when someone gets hurt, falls off a bike or a swing, for example, and I'm not sure if I need to rush to the hospital because it's like a break or a fracture or if it's really not that bad and they just need to kind of calm down and take some big breaths. So uh, after hugs and assuring them that they're safe and Getting ice and checking for mobility and swelling, I'll usually let them watch a show for 30 minutes on the couch. It kind of helps them to self-regulate and gives me time to observe how quickly they're able to kind of get back into uh, a calm place. Uh, and, And generally, my rule is if they're totally immersed in the show and giggling and watching, I'm pretty sure the pain isn't extreme enough to warrant an emergency visit. So of course, this is not medical advice. I'm just saying that is an example of the exception to the rule for our family. So once you have all these notes written down, you'll begin to get a clearer picture of how much time is even available and left for screens and when that might be. For us personally, we still avoid screens for our younger two children who are eight and 10 during the school week. We have like a very clear guideline that there is no screen time for them from Monday to Friday, well, Monday until Friday late afternoon, and then they have their movie night on Friday night. Um, And then we have some guidelines for them on the weekend, uh, which, which include that movie night. And for our older children, we've had to be really intentional about what kind of screen time they get after school because they're home, home for such a short interval of time. They have sport or activities after school. They need to get to bed. And despite their more teenage inclination to stay up late, um, we really want them to get to bed early enough to get an adequate amount of sleep that night. So our screen time guidelines are really a dance that we create and follow. And then it changes and adapts as technology develops and our children get older. So that's it for the episode today. I hope you found it useful. And again, if you want to go deeper into the work, please head to store.meganrosewilson.com to download your copy of Creating Digital Guidelines for the Whole Family. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you found it inspiring or helpful, please share it with friends and family or subscribe. If you're looking for information and inspiration, head to meganrosewilson.com.